Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're joined by Ken Weeb of Sportsnet. Talk about the Winnipeg Jets. Blake Wheeler back at practice. Why you should be patient with Pierre-Luc Dubois. This break, the Oilers, Leafs, all of it coming up on the podcast. We're going to turn our attention to the Winnipeg Jets now as we are welcomed by our friend Ken Weeb of Sportsnet. Ken, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Christian, I'm doing excellent. I uh, also want you to know I- I'm here for you if you need to talk about this, uh, about the fantasy hockey here. <laughs> I- I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in the semifinals. I'm currently still winning. And I'm, I'm all I want, Ken, is Jamie Thomas roped me into this uh, at kind of the last minute. I just want him and I to play in the finals and ha- have something sizable on the line. It's possible that happens. We're both in our the semis. So what, what should we put on the line if we both make it to the final? Well, uh, always a big fan of pride, but the rest of that is up to you. The rest okay. of that is up to you, too. I'm sorry. I can't, I, can't, I can't set the stakes here. Fair enough, fair enough. No, we'll have time to do that. All right, Ken. So uh, the Winnipeg Jets are in the midst of a four-day break. What's your overall thought on what this rest can mean for the team as we get for, going forward into the home stretch here? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about the Blue Jays. Uh, to me, this is kind of dog days of summer-ish uh, in the in the spring, if you will, in terms of the hockey season. Uh, we know that fans and media members were super, super psyched about the North Division, but uh, I think it's been pretty apparent lately that uh, I think teams are getting kind of tired of playing the same opponents. So, uh, And we know, too, it was a very taxing march for the Jets with those 17 games in 30 days. So, uh, I mean, again, they had no legs and no jump on Saturday night, and I would say that uh, two practices after two full days off will will do a pretty good job of uh, refilling those tanks uh, as they get ready to face the Leafs for two and then the Oilers for two. The Jets needed to recharge, and uh, they need to be sharp coming out of this break. Blake Wheeler back in full swing of things today on that uh, top line with Mark Scheifele and Kyle Connor. Uh, First of all, Ken, if you were at practice today, how did he look? Yeah, I was at practice today, yes, Christian. Uh, Blake was flying around uh, quite a few. It wasn't just uh, lip service Paul Maurice was playing. Uh, he was burying, uh, burying chances at a pretty rapid rate, uh, flying around out there. He looked like a guy who also had the benefit of uh, a few extra days off. And, you know, he was quite forthcoming in his in his you know Zoom call with the media about uh, what how tough it was during the concussion. Although he didn't go into the symptoms, you could tell it was pretty apparent that uh, it was a tough go for him. But, uh, you know enjoyed the time around his family and feeling fresh now and ready to go and I think those extra days will really help him as he gets ready for the final 11 games of the year we know that he also did uh, you know let it slip that this would be the first time basically he was healthy all year so uh, I would expect Blake Wheeler to play his best hockey down the stretch and into the playoffs He, he sounds rejuvenated and he looked rejuvenated on the ice again as well I found that interesting because we all remember that quote uh, a couple months ago where he said if I'm out there assume I'm 100% but we all kind of saw through that I think and it was clear he wasn't truly healthy and so for a guy like him who's played s- almost every game every season his the last 10 years uh, getting this two-week refresh I think could be huge for a player who like he said today hasn't been fully healthy all year yeah no doubt about that and he had to play through a lot of those injuries missing those six games over the 10 or nine seasons as you mentioned before these lost six so yeah I mean I, I just think that uh, you know we know that Blake Wheeler's been frustrated at times this year and uh, I think that he's going to play his best hockey again I think uh, it was pretty apparent that uh, he was nowhere near uh, 100% you and I talked about that after uh, you know the comments were made and after Paul Maurice uh, had his staunch defense uh, you know I think that Blake is going to you know again 
be very sharp. He looks refreshed, and and he'll need to play at a high level because the Jets uh, they need they need their top end guys to to be driving the bus. We know they've they've had some good contributions throughout the season. Their depth has been excellent, but uh, if the Jets want to do more than just get into the playoffs and go on a bit of a run, they're going to need their top guns uh, firing on all cylinders. What do you think of going back to the Wheeler Shifley Connor combo on the top line? Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise, Christian. I mean, Paul Maurice kind of hinted at this, uh, I would say, over a month ago. Uh, I know people are down on the, on that line for the last, you know, for the 5-on-5 five five play the last couple of years, and uh, certainly the analytics and some of the numbers uh, would back those, uh, you, know, st- you know, statements up. But uh, they also had a pretty long stretch of good hockey together. And, you know, again, here's the other thing. If it doesn't work, they're not going to stick with it. I mean, Paul Maurice isn't going to be stubborn enough to just stick with it if if that line gets scored on. Uh, more than they were able to produce at 5-on-5. So uh, the other part is, too, I mean, the Jets just haven't had a lot of continuity, and and this is a line that has played together a lot in the past. Uh, They will need to be better defensively. There's no doubt about that. But uh, let's not forget uh, that line also includes a guy who had back-to-back 91-point seasons, uh, a guy in Mark Scheifele who is tied for eighth in the National Hockey League in scoring, and a a guy in Kyle Connor who has put together uh, four 20-plus goal seasons, and this one isn't a shortened season. The previous three were 30-goal seasons. So uh, they know how to put the puck in the net, and uh, you know, let's see how it goes when they go in those head-to-head matchups. Because we know, uh, as you talked about a lot, uh, you know, Mark Scheifele's line has not stacked up well against Connor McDavid, but uh, that's been a league-wide problem. And But it's still, it's something the Jets need to clean up uh, come playoff time, especially if that's their first-round opponent. Well, and just looking at Edmonton specifically, what we saw on the weekend, Ken, was, okay, the Lowry line out there can do a good job of shutting them down, but if McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to play 27 minutes a game, you're not going to have Lowry's line out there for 27 minutes to go up against them, so it's going to come down to Shifley's line at some point. Yeah, no doubt about that. I I would just offer this in terms of a counter. It's not a counter argument because the fact is that uh, on that one 5-on-5 goal that was allowed to the Oilers that was scored against the Shifley line, uh, to me, that was an easily you know, correctable error uh, where Kyle Connor, if he does bite and goes towards McDavid, he's got to prevent that pass from getting out front. So uh, for me, I think the Jets actually played McDavid pretty well at 5-on-5. Five five. He only had one shot on goal in the entire game, and it wasn't one of those nights where he made life miserable for the opponent. Yes, he had a couple of flashes, but I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, the Lowry line did an excellent job against them. And again, outside of the one uh, easily identifiable error, even the Shifley line in their head-to-head was okay with them. But the problem for the Jets in that game was that they weren't able to generate enough offense. And to me, that goes back to them not having, uh, I mean, I don't think that really anyone had any jump in terms of their, you know, Mason Appleton had a few bursts, but, you know, and then Shifley had the great chance and the partial break. But other than that, they they didn't really have their legs going, and, and that was a big factor. So, I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see the Oilers and Jets in the first round. I think it would be an enticing matchup. Uh, if you get two rested teams and two healthy teams, uh, I think the Jets would take their chances, but it would be an excellent series because, I mean, as we know, the season series so far has been a challenge for them. There's no doubt about it. Right, two and five so far this year. And it's funny, the Jets won back-to-back meetings by scoring six goals in each of them. And since that second win, February 15th, they scored two, one, two, and zero goals yep. in four straight losses. So Edmonton, for a long time, Ken, has been a team that defensively has had issues. But this year... Uh, between Mike Smith's improved play and obviously the maturity of some of that lineup, they're becoming a stingier team to play against. Yeah, they really are. I mean, Dave Tippett has done an excellent job instilling a system, and he's he's got the buy-in and the commitment, all of those things that are required for 
for offensive teams that have had not had a lot of playoff success. I mean, that's the other thing for Edmonton, uh, Christian. We know they had a great year last year, and we know it was a you know pandemic situation, bubble, all those things. But uh, they got bounced by a 12 seed last year, so that will be something that will be top of mind. And you know, much like the Maple Leafs, who haven't won a playoff series since 2004. Uh, until the Oilers are able to get through in the playoffs. I mean, all the strides that they've taken so far are important, but uh, can they do it when it counts? I mean, that's the, that's the big question mark in Edmonton. That's a big question mark in Toronto. And, I mean, to a degree, it's a big question in Winnipeg because the Jets, since their run to the Western Conference final, have two early exits. So uh, there's a lot of pressure on all the teams in the North Division that look like they're poised to make the playoffs right now. And we spent a lot of time talking about the Oilers because that's right now statistically the more likely matchup in the first round. But the more immediate worry is the Toronto Maple Leafs coming in for two games. Their goaltending situation has gotten a little foggier as the blooms come off the Jack Campbell rose just a little bit. Uh, if you're the Winnipeg Jets now, though, uh, I mean, you, the last time you, you saw Toronto uh, in this building, it was a big-time struggle. You, didn't, you only got one goal. You lost in a shootout. But I'm just interested, Ken, in the fact that home ice between these two teams has meant almost nothing this year. Yeah, I mean, home ice is just hasn't really meant a whole lot in many of the series. I mean, yes, in the Edmonton series to a degree uh, because of the ability to get McDavid out uh, and produce. But again, like you mentioned, that comes against almost every line. So, yeah, I mean, it's been interesting. The Jets have been great on the road against Toronto. They had a couple issues at home scoring goals. I mean, uh, they chased Jack Campbell in the last game, so I would imagine that the Jets would be feeling pretty confident. Uh, not overconfident, but confident enough that, that they can get to them if they get their quality of opportunities. We know the Jets weren't happy with how they played on Saturday, uh, and I would expect them to be sharp after a break. We know that the Leafs aren't happy about how their uh, Sunday night game went. Uh, it was the storybook ending for the Vancouver Canucks after what they went through, but the Leafs will be disappointed by how that went. There's no doubt about that. So I think it'll be a great matchup. I mean, you know, a couple more meetings to to see where things shake down, and then now the one move to the end. But I think these teams have done a great job of feeling uh, feeling each other out in terms of that process. And I think both clubs, they respect one another immensely, but uh, I think that both those clubs would love nothing more than to go head-to-head in a best-of-seven series you know, for the North Division title uh, when, when the playoffs begin. But again, obviously both those teams would have to get that far in order to that to happen. I'll let you go on this, Ken. We heard from uh, Paul Maurice today about Pierre-Luc Dubois. There's been some mentioning that people are maybe a little bit disappointed with his offensive production so far. He's going to be between Paul Stastny and Nikolai Ehlers going forward here in the immediate future. And Paul Maurice basically said, if you're talking down about Pierre-Luc Dubois, you might want to take it back. He might want to shut up is essentially what he said. What do you think of that today? Yeah, I mean, it's not a big surprise. I mean, uh, to a degree, I've been saying this quite regularly uh, to folks in my uh, inbox or at mentions and things of that nature as well. Yes, there have been some tough times uh, for Pierre-Luc Dubois, a couple of nights where he hasn't had a shot on goal or a point, but he's had a really tough season in terms of what he's had to endure. Everything from a, you know, public, you know, divorce, for lack of a better term, you know, negotiations, uh, changing teams, a lot of pressure, but uh, again, this is a guy who has two overtime goals. I think he's got four multi-point games, two three-point games. He has the ability to take over a game when it matters, and again, I expect him to elevate his play down the stretch, and you know, I, honestly, I, I was with Paul Maurice before he said it publicly. I, I think that people, uh, they're going to have to check their receipts uh, in terms of what they're doing and trying to run a guy out of town uh, after 30 games. I just don't think that that's a very wise way to uh, you can want more. Pierre-Luc Dubois wants more from himself, but uh, to say that this guy's not going to work out or if that he's a bust, I think that's just absolutely uh, a ridiculous uh, way to think at this point. 
And appreciate your time as always. Thanks for this, and we'll see you in the press box Thursday. Thanks for having me, Christian. Good luck in those fantasy playoffs. Thank you very much, Ken. I'll need it. Ken Weeb of Sportsnet. You can find his work on sportsnet.ca and a regular contributor here on 680 CJOB. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect, which might explain.